When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Let's go. Let's go. That's close enough. You got an air horn for me, Julian? I don't got no air horn. We have another guy on our show who, when every show starts, he does an air horn. Yeah, he brings the energy. He gets it going. But he's the only guy who can do a good one. That's That's the thing. That's true. We got a very special one for you. Look at us. We're in some room in the Nuggets hotel room. I don't even know where we are. Uh, but oh, we're, we got in a spe- Sa- we're in San Diego. Well, I know we're in San Diego or Del Mar <laughs> to be exact. But um, we got a special one for you. Not just because I got Harrison Wynn with me, but a special guest. You see him here. Probably the best shooter in this room. But <laughs> I think probably <laughs> Julian Strother. Julian, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I appreciate you guys, man. Yeah. It should be fun. So we're day three, three days into camp. You know, you've been around all summer. You had summer league. Um, you're officially a Denver Nugget at this point, I right. think. Um does that feel real? And and the Denver the Denver Nuggets specific part of it, does it feel like, all right, I'm a nugget. It's internalized. Um, I was just talking to somebody earlier about this. Like it feels real, but at the same time, I don't think it's hit me like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Just the whole thing. Like, you know, just being around the guys and everything. Like, you know, they do a really good job of just welcoming. Right. You know, like I just feel like I'm a part of the team as soon as I walked in and you know, everybody's just super cool. So I feel like, you know, once we get to the preseason game uh, and all that type of stuff, maybe it'll actually hit me more emotionally. But mm-hmm. but right now, I'm kind of just enjoying the ride. I've been doing this for nine years, and I feel like every year the rookie experience gets more busy. Because, like, have you even had a break? I mean, how, how, many, <laughs> how much of a break have you had basically since the draft? You come here and you start doing training for summer league right away. <laughs> <laughs> Close that door. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, even from the end of college season right. i mean march madness ends you kind of just pack your uh, apartment up yep um draft workouts that. yeah like you 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 probably get a week off from then then you start you know training with your agency and get ready for draft workouts combine rolls around pre-draft workouts draft and then yeah you're thrown right into the fire i mean you get drafted next couple of days you're you're in denver you're working out and then two weeks you're on the court for summer league and you know expectations are high and then i mean back right back to denver workouts workouts yeah. and i mean time's flying we're already right here we're already at it did you get like any vacation time did you get to go somewhere and just get away from it at all i mean i went home for yeah. a weekend but that was really yeah. about it i mean i tried to just keep myself in a little box you know it's just staying in denver and getting acclimated was my main thing like, i had the opportunity to maybe go somewhere go on vacation but kind of just wanted to get acclimated and feel comfortable so, so that when training camp season rolled around, you know, I was in a routine and yeah. you know, I was comfortable. What have been your first impressions of just what this team is like, hanging around Joker, hanging around Jamal? <laughs> I mean, what's what's the vibe of this team? Uh, it's a lot of interesting characters, you know? I feel like uh, when you, well, you know, watch it on TV or, you know, you just envision an NBA basketball team, yeah. you know, you envision a bunch of serious guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean... It's a bunch of kids, you know, everybody's just right. joking around, you know, everybody's just smiling all the mm-hmm. time, cracking jokes and, 
it just happens, you know, when we're on, we're on that court, you know, the, the uh, switch gets flipped. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's business, but off the floor, I mean, it's such a good group of guys, and everybody's joking all the time. Do you have any good Joker stories already from He's the first couple like days? Seventy-two yeah. hours ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's the story in its own. You know, I feel like uh, I just met Joker uh, on Media Day. Yeah. In the hallway, halfway through Media Day. Was he like, "Hi, I'm Nikola Jokic"? <laughs> nah, that's what's funny. So, so obviously, I've heard everything about you know, just oh, like Nikola's just so reserved, right? And, you yeah. know, he's just who he is. So I'm standing in the hallway waiting on a, a CB to come out of a room so we can go to our next little part of media day. And uh, Joker and Jamal start walking down the hall. So I'm like, okay, do I go up to him and be like, yo, what's up, Julian? Nice to meet you. Or is he just going to look at me crazy? So I just, <laughs> I met in the middle. I gave him a head nod, like, what's up? Yeah. And he kind of just gave me like a toodles, like. <laughs> and just kept it, and just kept it pushing. Like he didn't, he didn't say yeah. no words, no nothing. And then uh, when he came out in his presser, uh, we shook hands, but still didn't say no words. I guess no introduction needed. You're yeah. just, no introduction you're, you're a nugget. Needed. You're on the team. You're just one of the guys. And that's all it yeah. is. Yeah. That's funny, man. I know a story Joker tells about his rookie season, and he meets Will Barton, and he's like, I thought he was a coach for a while. Like, <laughs> it's like a couple days. Is it honestly like this? Like, you have all these new teammates, you don't meet them. Are you ever in the gym and like, I think that guy's on our team, or he's a coach, or something? I don't know. I mean, I think the main thing was just trying to learn everybody's name. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just yeah. like when it comes to, you know, everybody. And now rosters people. are even bigger than they used to be in the past. Nah, no, it, it's difficult. But I think I'm like I say just now getting to the point where like I can comfortably go around and, and call people by their first name without them it being a wrong name. Right. Yeah. Right. Is it intimidating at all? Because I have to imagine that's the MV two time MVP. There's Jamal Murray, and then it's like I'm trying. I'm a rookie. Is yeah. It, it's it's definitely there's there's some intimidation to it, but at the same time, I mean I'm here for a reason. Right. So um, I have that confidence in myself as a person, as a player, to where I feel like I belong. So um, obviously. I mean, Joker and Jamal, I mean, those are those are the guys. You yeah. know? But, um, I mean, just share the court and show them what I could do so that they can respect me. Yeah. When did – so speaking of respect, you're shooting. That's what you're known for. When did that become your specialty? Um, I feel like I always grew up and I was a good shooter. Not, I wouldn't say I was a great shooter. I was really streaky. Um, and it was just one of those things where I was always just known as a scorer. Like in high school, I was a scorer. Mm. But um, when I got to Gonzaga, they cut all the all the excess fat out of my game. Really? It was like, you know, we see what your potential is as a shooter, and we're going to hone in on that because, you know, trying to stretch yourself too thin right now as a player, how can you have one defining skill that, that puts you apart from the rest? So it was really just my freshman year at Gonzaga just honing in on the mechanics of my shot, consistency and things like that. And that really kind of just set the bar higher in terms of what I could be as a shooter. And then, I mean, once once game time started clicking around, the shots were just falling. Was it a hard, like a tough pill to swallow if you come in as an all-around scorer and they're like, all right, we're going to cut this, 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 and this, and you're going to be, you know, this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no 18-year-old wants to hear, like, hey, yeah. you can't really do the things you were doing, you know, right. especially being a highly touted recruit and things like that. But um, once it started working, you're like, oh, it works. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm – I am a shooter. I don't mm -hmm. have to do all this. I mean, there's guys that will handle the ball and put the ball right in my numbers, and all I got to do is finish the play. So, yeah, it all worked when out. When do you think you first thought of yourself as a shooter? Like, not a scorer, not, you know, all this, but you're like, I'm a shooter. I'll say going into my sophomore year of college okay. was like, I'm a shooter. Like, 
like people have to respect me as a shooter. Right. Like that's what I am. Who were who were some of the guys you watched growing up that you tried to you know take bits and pieces from from their games and put them into yours? Um, I mean, like growing up in high school, I always watched a lot of Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. But um, once I kind of just you know honed in on what I needed to hone in on, uh, guys like Clay, you know, tall shooters, they're mm-hmm. just they're good at what they do. I mean, they're the best at what they do. So being able to just see how he's getting his shots and how his mechanics are and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I always think because, you know, the new generation, your generation coming in, you know, grew up with Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And they always say Steph Curry ruined the game. <laughs> Everybody starts taking threes. Like, do you – if you think back, 2015, Steph, Steph was around. But 2015 mm-hmm. was the Warriors year when it was like, right. okay, this is the guy to, everybody's going to mold. Do you remember that year? And do you, like, do you remember where you were? And did it make an impact on you thinking about shooting? Um, I mean, it just looks so cool. Like as a young <laughs> kid, like I'm like, I want to do the things he's doing, and obviously, yeah. but you can't. You know, right. like it, it boils down to you can't do the things that he's doing, and um, just how close can you get to it? And I feel like the game just changed so much to where the three is so important that yeah. I mean, now you have to have. Yeah, but you shoot from far. You shot from far. <laughs> so like, when was it? It wasn't like 2015. You're in like seventh grade, and you're like, let's try it out. Nah, it's actually my trainer, uh, Wesley Reed, I was probably like, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 years old. And um, when we, every day when we used to work out, he would make me shoot threes from the volleyball line. Mm. Um, and I had to make a certain amount before I could leave the gym. And I'm talking about like, I'm struggling to get it there some yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not strong yet. Like yeah. my body, I'm still growing into my body. So like, there's days where I would be in there shooting from the volleyball line for 30 minutes because I couldn't make five of them. But then, like, just as the years got on, it was just a layup. It started becoming automatic, and it went from five to, oh, you got to make 15 before you leave. Now you got to make 30 before you leave. And it's just like now I don't even look at what part of the floor I'm on because I just feel comfortable. Is really? that is that yeah. your range, volleyball line and in? Yeah, I just I, – I don't know. Where, 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 where <laughs> could we expect you to pull up from this season? Um, I mean, there's nothing that's going to be like, okay, like, relax. But – um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a couple steps behind the line, like I'm comfortable. Like I'll yeah. spot up mm-hmm. from there, and and I mean that's just a shot that I work on, and that's a shot that people uh, in the organization are confident with me taking. What yeah. do you, so just kind of getting to know you and things you like, because there's like the job you do as a player, and then there's the things that, you know you kind of like to mess around with. What's what's your favorite thing about basketball? Favorite things that happen: ball handling, shooting, pick and roll. Like, what? How would you break that down? Uh, definitely, definitely shooting. I like. I feel like just because it takes so much skill to, to right. do it. I feel like people just expect things to be done. And I'm like, you, Steph, like after after Steph, everyone's like, oh, well, we expect people to make threes. Yeah, like, it looks easy. NBA line's pretty far <laughs> back, and I don't think people understand that. Like, I mean, when you think about going from high school and then you scoot back to college and then you're scooting back again for the NBA line, like, it's real. Yeah. Like, it, it takes real skill. We did a – media all came in and did a shooting competition one day, <laughs> and it was like 20 people. I think yeah. Harrison won. I won, won it, actually. I was, won? I was I, media I, game MVP. Okay, okay, okay. I think okay. he made two. It was like two for 15. <laughs> hey, I made a lot play. more than two. What are you, what are you talking about? This is how about? I remember it. I remember what, two. What? Um, <laughs> do you remember – because you were talking about hard shots. You remember the shot Yoke hit in Anthony – in game four, mm-hmm. going left. Have you ever tried, like – that shot, after he hit that one, I went to the gym. You were saying hard to get it to the rim. I could, I'm within 10 feet of the rim on, like, my first five tries. Nah, that – I remember watching that shot and just thinking, like, no way that he did just make that. Not only did he make it, but, like, it didn't touch the rim. Pure. It went straight through. Yeah. So I'm like, nah. Because, I mean, even today, 
he was messing around. He was shooting them, like, falling out of bounds. You know what <laughs> I mean? He didn't he, – he wasn't making every single one, but, like, they were dang near going in. So I'm like, <laughs> bro, this, he's insane. Us that, we, us that watch him all the time, you know, because when that series is coming, a lot of people watching him like that for the first time. And game one, he hits two or three of those. People are like, all right, he ain't going to make those again. I was like, guys, <laughs> yes, he is. He's yeah. make a lot more yes, of those. Yes, he is. Were, uh, were you able to watch a lot of the playoff run? Yeah. Like, were you tapped into the Nuggets a lot during the playoff run? No, I was watching every game because was, it was right in the heart of my pre-draft. So mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of my workouts in the morning. I was out in L.A. So, I mean, I had nothing but free time at night just to watch all the hoop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it was great basketball. How much had you watched the Nuggets prior to, let's say, like the, the, the conference finals? Oh, I mean, I watched the two uh, two series before that, obviously. Okay. And then, I mean, just here and there when they're on TV at night, you know, in college, your schedule is a lot different. Yeah. You kind of want to go home and think about anything else but basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't watching too, too much. But playoff time, I, I was tapped into uh, Amber every game. Did me. your opinion of the team change as you're watching that, like as it went on? Yeah. Because I feel like it was one of those things where if you weren't paying attention too much and you kind of just following it through social media or just highlights and things, and you kind of just hear the same thing every year, like, oh, Denver's going to play really good in the regular season and then come playoff time. <laughs> yeah, that was but the narrative. That was the narrative, you know. like, But, I mean, when you watch just how the different pieces of the teams connected t- together and then just the way they were playing ball, I mean, everybody was just doing their job at a high, high level. It was like yeah. I don't see nobody beating them right now. Yeah. yeah. Aaron's talked a lot about how the Nuggets play a little bit different of a brand of basketball than a lot of teams out there. Unselfish. Everybody shares the ball. Like everybody knows their role. Um, are you sensing that at all? Like early on in training camp? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's what really sets us apart from, from the rest of the league is just everyone's so bought in mm-hmm. and it's like it's kind of like a lost art today in basketball I mean everybody's kind of playing for themselves around the league and you know uh I was blessed I mean I went to Gonzaga and that's kind of how right. we ran our type of uh how we ran our program was just playing for each other and you know every time we turn on a Gonzaga game we score 100 but everybody's in double figures right everybody's having fun so it's kind of one of those things where you get to the NBA you're hoping that you get to you know play with a team where guys care for each other and and things like that. But, I mean, <laughs> to be here, I mean, the first thing Jamal told me to do is shoot. <laughs> yeah. That's got to feel good when a guy like him is telling you that. It felt amazing. Yeah. It may be abnormal, honestly. I do think there are some teams that are like, don't shoot, get the yeah. court, defend, rebound, or something. Go then, in the corner and, you know, maybe you'll get yeah. the ball. <laughs> um, one of the things I love, you get drafted, immediately post a picture of Malone. And then you have <laughs> the Nuggets jeans. Uh, like players, I, lo- I love it when players share a little personality. Like, just walk us through that. What are you doing? You're sitting here like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, get drafted, boom, motions through yeah. the roof. Um, but just, like, after everything kind of calmed down for a second, I'm like, I know for sure in my phone I have this Denver Nugget gene video somewhere. <laughs> you had it saved? Yeah, because I have, like, my thing, I got a bunch of memes in my phone. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, unfathomable amount of memes in my phone. Okay. Like, I got a meme for every single situation, reaction, mood, but emotion. But you don't tweet that much, so where are these going? <sighs> Group chats. Okay. <laughs> Group chats. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I was like, I know I got it somewhere. Yeah. And that was just like, there's no better time in the world right. to post this video. No better right time. <laughs> I think you became a fan favorite with one tweet, though. That's like, sometimes that's all it takes, you know? Yeah, didn't need a caption, didn't need anything. Like, <laughs> no, it was, the video was not. self-explanatory. And then the Malone. The Malone. I mean, that was just iconic. <laughs> 
Like even before, like just seeing that, like just how much fun they were having on a parade, and you know, what did, what did you think of Malone though? Like you watched the parade, you see all the the memes and different things coming out of it, but you hadn't met him yet. Maybe a phone call, or this or that. Like, are you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like a character, like right. you know. Um, I mean, the media kind of just painted the narrative that he was like, you know, super trash talky, and right, you right. know, he was letting people hear about it. But uh, at the same at the same time, like once you really get to know him, he's yeah. just a guy that believes in in his players, mm -hmm. and he's gonna back them up no matter what. So, I mean, having a coach like that, I mean, that's that's what you want, right? All right, go to fubotv.com slash DNVR. With FuboTV, you guys can get 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, and you can also watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. You just go to that link, fubotv.com slash DNVR. You can sign up immediately. Fill out some quick information. No contracts, no cables, no hassle. You just sign up and start watching immediately. You get a thousand hours of cloud DVR as well with Fubo TV. So go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. College football, Pac-12, CU, NFL, tennis, golf, soccer, whatever sport you're watching. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR to get set up with them. Also, make sure to check out Bet365. Use code DNVR365 at sign up. Um, at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. So see for yourself when you sign up today, and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Uh, we also have our own custom bets at Bet365. You can log on the app. You'll see them with our dnvr logo right there on the app our dnvr custom bet 365 bets ride with dnvr place your bet using the code dnvr 365 at sign up as well must be 21 plus and physically located in colorado please gamble responsibly if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call or text 1-800-GAMBLER what else has been going on with training camp just uh you know, what, what sticks out to you about the stuff they're having you do? Um, I feel like everything's been laid out really well for me in terms of leading up to training camp of, mm. you know, what to expect uh, from the team, what they're expecting from me, what they want to see me do, what they want to see me improve on. So um, going into training camp, I had a pretty good idea of how to attack it. You know, mm -hmm. obviously I had never been a part of a training camp, so there was some uncertainty, but um, it, it's been it's been going really well. Is there a big difference between college practices and NBA practices that you're seeing already? Um, I would just say for all off rip, like I'm just thinking back to like preseason practices and, and training camp and colleges. It's a little different, you know, but at the same time, we're gearing up to play 82 and not 35. Yep. Um, so it's not as hard is what you're saying. Yeah. For, for, a, <laughs> for a preseason practice, it, it's not. It's not what we were doing. Yeah, in you're not like running suicides. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah. not trying to kill people. Right. Right. I mean, right. at the at the end of the day, that's, that's good. Yeah. At the end of the day, we got a long season coming. At the end up. of the game, Nikola has to go get thirty in right eighty two games. So eighty two games is so much too. That's like two it's a lot of games. Seasons. That's a, it's a Do lot you think of about games. that sometimes? Yeah, because like, I mean, I think I played a hundred and ten in college. My three total. year three yeah. year career, yeah. and I think. The Nugget, we just played a hundred and something, hundred plus with the playoffs. Yeah, yeah with so like that's insane. But you're young. 
I yeah. mean, what, like three years ago, AAU, four games in one day sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> and then looking back on it, that, that seems so unrealistic. But yeah, I was excited, too, every game. I know. That's how I felt, too. Those were my favorite days, you know? <laughs> Especially sure. when you look at the schedule, it's like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. So it's like one after the other, then Literally. 2 p.m., 4 p.m. Um, you know, who's for you, a personal question, who's your support system out in Colorado and and – you know who do you who do you kind of have with you helping you through this process? Um, my best friend uh, Leandro, he moved out uh, to Denver with me, so so that was major because you know the main thing for me was I didn't want to do it by myself, right. you know. But at the same time, my family got things to attend to back home in Vegas, so it mm-hmm. wasn't one of those things where they could just pick everything up and move with me. Uh, so it was super big of him just to come in, just so that I have somebody, you know, after workouts, after practice, I can come home. You know, and I'm not just by myself. Yeah, I got to cool. figure things out by myself. So he's there with me, and, and it's been amazing so far. What do you think of the city so far of Denver? Uh, see, it's super cool because so I'm from Vegas, obviously, right. city, the lights, whatever. And then I go to Spokane, Washington for college. It's the complete opposite. And I feel like Denver's the perfect medium for mm, me yeah. so far. So, like, you know, there's some – it's a city, but it's not super loud. I guess calm. Like, I can, I can say that it's calm – and there's still things to do. There's still a bunch of good restaurants, things like that. So, I mean, it's been fun. What's the most Colorado thing you've done so far? <sighs> this most tells you your impression of Colorado, too, based on how you answered <laughs> <it>. <laughs> See, I have Any hiking, anything yeah. with the mountains. That's what you think when you think yeah, Colorado. See, I've been doing too many outdoorsy things outside of when we went to Red Rocks yeah. as a team. But for me personally, I'm so relaxed and laid back where I just want to be at home i got a nice view of the city from my (laughs) from from my apartment so i don't gotta go nowhere colorado's chill that's what i always tell people it's chill it's so you said relax i think i think chill for sure um and i kind of agree that it's like if you added las vegas and spokane together it equals colorado yeah i think that actually makes sense it's like a nice happy medium between the two it's it's perfect for me what about relationship because you're coming in with a couple rookies you Mm -hmm. spend all this summer together you know has that been a bonding experience for you guys Oh, for sure, because um, similar to how I said, you know, just not going through it alone, right. just on the court, not going through it alone, you know, not being the only guy that hasn't learned all these plays or the new terminology and things like that. So just having those guys with me, you know, I mean, it means the world because we're going through it together. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to do all these workouts and go through summer league and go through training camp. All this is all our first time. So it's fun. Are those the guys you're closest with? On the team, like yeah. if you well, guys, just met half of them yesterday. Yeah. Two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, I would say uh, Hunter, Hunter, and Jalen are definitely up there. But mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with uh, P. Watt and C. B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's funny when you think about it. I mean, me, P. Watt, and C. B. are closer in age than right. me and Hunter. Uh, me, right between Hunter and yeah, Jaylen. those old rookies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now nah, me, P. Watt, and uh, C. B. have spent a lot of time together. Those are my guys. That's what cool. are you, some of your like personal goals for this year? You know, it's a veteran team, so so how do you set goals for yourself? Yeah, um, it's just I feel like college really prepared me well just right. with coming into a team where, I mean, things are kind of established and, you know, it's just about how you're going to fit in and, and do your and play your role and play it well. So my thing is I'm not really going in with too many expectations or anything like that. I just want to grow. I feel like as long as I grow, everything that I want to happen will happen. I mean, there's so many good people to learn from on this roster. Um, so many good people on staff that want want to see me be great. So, mm-hmm. um, just putting myself in the best position I can. If I put in the work, I can live with the results. That's that's my motto. Like, if I didn't go work out or if I didn't do what I was supposed to do, 
then it's hard to live with the results. Like, right. man, why why aren't I playing or why why isn't things going my way? But if I put my best foot forward and everything that I did preparation wise, then I can live with the results. Mm-hmm. What are some of your hobbies? Let's get to know you a little bit. What are some of your hobbies outside of basketball? Uh, I'm a big gamer. I'm a big gamer. That's what me and my friends do a lot of a lot in our free time is just hop on the game. Uh, that's that's what really kind of it. games? I play all the sports games. Okay. Like I mainly play obviously 2K. I play a lot of Madden, but I also play like a lot of MLB the show. Um, I'm a big UFC fan, so I play the UFC game a lot. But um, who are yeah. your guys in UFC? <sighs> right now, it's sad to say, but Israel's my guy. So obviously, his last loss hurt huh. me bad. <laughs> but uh. No, I love I love Izzy. That, that's definitely my guy. In the I UFC. feel like MMA or UFC losses for your guy almost hurt the worst. Nah, it hurt bad. <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I ain't gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was doing bad after. I had to turn it, like post fight interviews. I couldn't watch them. It was it was bad. I, we're, I'm that kind of fan though. Like if the Nuggets lose, you know that's how I. Am. Yeah, you, got, you little, can't watch ESPN that night. And then I gotta go live for an hour sometimes. If you're you're down real bad. Yeah. Were you it's, happy with your 2K rating? I was I was content. Because, you know, as a a guy that plays 2K seriously and, like, I know how some of the rookies get done in, I was just happy to see 70. I just didn't want to be below 70, so I was cool with that. And, I mean, it's only up from there. So 70's good starting point. I I feel like NBA players are really good at 2K, though. Yeah. I remember Michael Porter, his rookie year was like, you know, beating guys, like like, (laughs) like random guys and stuff. Michael Porter, his rookie year, quick story. He put out on Twitter, does anyone, anybody want to play 2K? Mm-hmm. He went over to a fan's house and yeah. played 2K against him. <laughs> that was like his first day as a Nugget. And beat him. It was some guy who was like won tournaments and stuff too. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm a pro. And, then and he, he crushed him. He crushed him. Nah, it's not surprising. Though. It sounds like something that Mike would do. Yeah. Like, you know, like just, just getting to know him and, and being around him, that sounds like something he would do. So what, what team are you playing with? Have you tried? Uh, uh, you I mean, can't answer I'm honestly playing, on this. I don't know. Now I'm playing with the Nuggets. Every time? Yeah. All right. So every every How time. How are we doing? We're doing good. <laughs> Especially, I'm stuffing myself in every time, too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, KCP. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hope I love you to death, brother, but I need that on 2K. <laughs> uh, I want to give you a little quiz here. See how well you know your teammates. Okay. Okay. okay you're new here. What player nicknames are these? Blue Arrow. That's more. Okay. okay. That, was that, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. Big, uh, big Honey. Big Honey. <laughs> Who is Big Honey? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> big Honey. Is that DJ? No. Oh, no. no. It's Joker. It's Joker. They call him Big Honey. Will Barton nicknamed him Big Honey. He hated it. He, like, he did not want yeah. it. But big he still here. Like, I don't know Chuck if he likes call being called honey. it, but... Huh. A lot of people call. You don't get that. to pick your nicknames though. Sometimes, yeah, you know? yeah. I didn't. I Do you have never heard that? Nah, not really. We were, we're trying to. They just calling me Jew. Just Wait. short for Julian. Just we. Jew. All right, we might find one. We'll have to work on yeah, that. We, like we, I said, you don't always get to pick your own. Exactly. Nickname, so sometimes they exactly just you end up with Big Honey. Do you know who Big Government is? Big Government. I'm just thinking of all the bigs on the roster. Like, who could <laughs> well, this? This is a small. <laughs> this is a small name. Big Government. Yeah. Sound. These aren't very is popular nicknames. Is, no, is this Reggie? It is it's Reggie. Re- it's Reggie because he bails you out when you really need it. That's crazy. <laughs> kind of a funny nickname. I think that started in like 2021 or something. All right, this one I didn't know until yesterday. Wind alerted me to it. The fireman. The fireman. <laughs> 
Is that I don't, even, I don't think even he I don't knows know if he one. knows this is his nickname. <laughs> but Basketball Reference has it, so we'll find out. Is that KCP? No. Justin Holiday. Justin, oh, I'm telling him that for, for sure. <laughs> like, you're the he fireman? Has, I guarantee you he has no clue. I know for you know, I know for a fact he has no clue. What about long hair? Long hair. This is, this a, is a new nickname. This is a new one. New it happened this week. Yeah, this happened week. this week. Is that Zeke? No. No. Well, Michael Malone. Michael Malone. Because he never had this long hair before. He's growing it really? out or something. He, he went from completely bald. The last couple, <laughs> the last couple years, we thought he was bald. since the bubble, he's had a little hair. Now it's flowing a little bit. Hey, I think I mean, new confidence. Yeah, <laughs> new swag. The Monroe Menace. My, oh, that's that's Hunt. There yeah, you that's go. my boy. There you that's, go. That's Tractor Boy. <laughs> that's Tractor Boy. Michael Jordan. Tractor is. Yeah, that, I mean, I just, I just be messing. Michael with Malone compared him to Larry Bird today. I, I actually saw that. <laughs> <laughs> is he really setting the bar high over here, hey. Hunter? Hunter, My man. thing of him about Hunter is it's not Hunter, it's Hunter. Yeah, it's Hunter. That's how he's Hunter. 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 Uh, what about Whoop? That's Pick. So, yeah. All right. So yeah. you got the young ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I know my guys. I know my guys. <laughs> Big Honey though. Big Honey was new. Yeah. I don't know if you should call Joker that because <laughs> <laughs> I don't be know. His bad I don't know if he likes it. I think but he hates it. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Uh, that's funny. Well, just you know, the last one for me is just what do you think? What do you want fans to kind of know about you? Is they're kind of getting to know you and stuff? What, what would you say about yourself that fans don't know? Um, I feel like my main thing is is just I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have fun with it by the end of the day. But you know, business is business, and I'm here for a reason. And um, at the end of the day, I don't want to be the reason we don't repeat. So right. I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that I'm contributing to the team in any way I can, on and off the floor. Um, yeah, and I'm just happy to be here. At the end of the day, I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep a smile on my face. I'm gonna have fun with it. Um, this has been my dream my entire life, so I'm, I'm gonna enjoy it and make sure that that I'm doing everything that I can to be the best player in person I can. Well, well we're gonna man. be rooting you on, man. Doing our show, talking about you, and uh, and hyping you up, man. We appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you. Yeah, y'all. thanks for coming on, man. Good luck. Sir. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR, and the beer of the month at the DNVR bar is the Broncos Country Pale Ale. You can get it for six bucks at the DNVR bar corner of Colfax and York. Stop in. Breck Brew has a beer for every occasion, though, no matter if you're watching a Nuggets game, an Avs game, a Broncos game. Maybe you're just chilling at the park this summer or fall. Check out all of our favorites at the bar, the Avalanche Amber, the Mile High City, the Fun Slinger. They got good company, hard seltzers as well, if that's your thing. The Juice Drop IPA. Uh, but if you're not local, you can check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Just type in your zip code. It tells you exactly where to get Breckenridge Brewery, no matter where you are. Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. Also, I want to talk about FOCO. FOCO is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and much, much more. FOCO has legit stuff. It's officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. They're officially licensed with all the major leagues. Just go on their site. They have legit great sports memorabilia. And like I said, also toys, collectibles, novelty items, so much more. They got great bobbleheads. A lot of our bobbleheads from the DNVR set are from FOCO. FOCO always has our back for Colorado sports and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description 
for all non-presale items. You can use the code DNVR for 10% off. Again, check out the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR, 10% off. All right, now we go from a rookie to a veteran and one of the newcomers of this Denver Nuggets roster, Reggie Jackson. Reggie, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. You're going to have to hold it like this. Like, you're going to get nice and close with this one. Um, all right, so I wanna, I'm going to dive right into some questions, though, because I'm always curious, and you mentioned this at Media Day the other day, but it's hard to join a team halfway through when they're already rolling, especially a team with championship aspirations. What was, what was the challenge for you last, last year when you came over? Uh, just trying to figure out the brand of basketball, um, honestly, how we play, and then more so how the units um, were kind of being used and how you can be useful on the court. So there's a lot going on at once, but uh, I'm always looking forward to the challenge and just happy that I didn't come in here and mess up the chemistry and was able to get a championship. <laughs> and how many practices like total did you have with the Nuggets from when you arrived to when the playoffs started? It was like four, five? Maybe? Shoot. Uh, yeah, we didn't really practice at all. So probably I'd say less than like five and then... Um, games were just piling up, and then unfortunately, we were also missing um, DA, our offensive coordinator. Yeah. So, we wasn't mm. able to get in and really get too many reps and trying to implement the way I play basketball along with the guys. So, it wasn't too much communication. I was just trying to hurry up and figure it out uh, in the flow of things and didn't go as well as expected. But, like I said, um, didn't totally implode. We were able to still end <laughs> up champions. So, I was happy with it. I mean, I felt like it, I mean, it still went well. As much as it's tough to join a team like that, you know, it seems like. Culturally and stuff, a, a, a great fit and all of those things right out, right out of the gate. You talked about DA maybe integrating you into the offense. How much is it you learning the system they already have? And how much of it is like, hey, let's come up with a new identity, especially with the bench unit, a new identity that includes your strengths and, and so forth? No, I'm really going to be figuring out how to play with this group. I mean, we have the best starting five in the league. We've played a certain brand of basketball for a reason. Uh, we have the best player in the world. And we have a fun style um, that not too many teams play. The ball hops, um, a lot of body movement, a lot of cuts, a lot of screenway action. So it's been fun trying to figure it out. Um, even from the time that I stopped playing at last year, just more so watching and trying to figure out if um, I was able to come back to this team and how I would try to implement myself into the offense. But um, it's been an exciting brand of basketball, honestly. I'm enjoying passing, cutting. And then within the second unit, um, probably gonna have a few more pick and rolls something I've been accustomed to my whole career, but just trying to find ways to continue to attack the defense and keep guys uh, properly spaced so that we can just go out here and have fun and try to play free-flowing and try to um, put ourselves in a position to make as many good plays as possible. Michael Malone talked about at Media Day and the last couple of days how you were in Denver for most of the summer uh, in the gym, in the practice gym. Um, I get what was just kind of your focus during the offseason and, and – did you enjoy, you know, being in Denver for for the full off season around the coaches, around some of these guys too? Yeah, uh, I think my mindset was just to get in and try to make sure I stay um, in shape, stay healthy, stay connected with the guys, especially for um, we're missing Bruce Brown, missing Jeff Green, um, you know, that, of course Jack White. We've missed Ish Smith, so we're missing some guys, and especially the former two um, heavy minutes for our second unit um, guys who are very much important and integral into the playoff run, especially um, everything that they did, uh, being locker room leaders, being on the court, guys that got things done. Um, we know that we're not going to replace them, so we know we got to do it collectively. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to have our own style, a little bit of playing in the second unit. And um, for myself, like I said, it was partially just making sure that um, I kept myself healthy, kept myself um, acclimated with the team, getting reps in, and then 
really just trying to get reps with these guys that um, I feel like I'm going to be playing the second unit, just try to catapult ourselves as quickly as possible and uh, having some continuity so that we can try to have success when the season starts. Because, like I said, we know we have the best starting five in the league, but yeah. um, we're trying to find a way to alleviate them of some minutes. Who have you been finding good chemistry with on that uh, second unit? Honestly, playing Christian's easy. The kid's just yeah. a winner. So it's been fun playing with him. Um, you know, a guard in the wing. Um, we've been constantly in, in contact. We talk quite a bit on the court. Um, what does he see? What do I what do I see? How are we going to try to go out here and um, make the unit a success? And mm -hmm. then also um, Peyton getting healthy. So over the summer, you know, had a few tweaks here and there. But just talking to him, just trying to figure out how we can all feed off each other and play. And then, um, you know, we, I think we all know we have Zeke Naji, really mm -hmm. good player. So figuring out how he plays as well. Um, really good at rolling, really good finishing around the basket. Uh, been expanding his game to shooting a little more. Yeah. And um, good at least having a vet, uh, you know, missing Blocko, of course, um, wishing him the, the speedy recovery, a full recovery. Yeah. Missed my guy out there, somebody that I knew I was going to rely upon um, this season uh, just for some continuity and just the times feeling stable in the second unit, um, older statesman. But fortunately, we also have Justin Holiday, so that's somebody I've worked out with a lot throughout my career, somebody mm -hmm. I've known my entire career, and um, uh, I think he'll ha help steady that second unit. So. Now we got a lot of pieces. I mean, even the young guys I haven't mentioned, Jalen Pick has been playing well. Julian Strauter's been playing well. Um, Hunter Tyson. So it'll be interesting. I think Coach has a lot of pieces for us to to see what we have in the second unit. But um, like I said, the whole goal was just to get as many reps with these guys as possible, trying to give Coach um, as many looks as possible so that he can have some type of idea of what the second unit could possibly look like um, so that he's not behind the eight ball later in the season. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed your media day. And part of this is because, you know, I'm just getting to know you. You coming over kind of late last year and you talking about how excited you were to be part of this team. You called yourself a hoop head, a hoops junkie, wanted to be in the gym just because you love hoop. But, you know, as I'm preparing for this, I talked to some people in L.A. and they were telling me, yeah, you know, a couple years back he was thinking about retiring and maybe had lost a little bit of the you know, the love of the game. So I'm putting those two pieces together, and I'm thinking, was p coming over to Denver, was there a rejuvenation that you felt from that and a rekindling of your love for the game? Or am I reading too much into two separate things? Uh, I don't know if you're reading too much into it, but it definitely still gives me a spark. Um, I'm at a point in my career where there's certain things that I would like to uh, strive for, um, certain goals, and honestly being part of a great team, great um, organization, we're in a great locker room atmosphere um, and really where you can be one of the best teams in the league and ultimately, you know, give yourself a chance to try to win it at the end of the year is something that um, definitely still motivates me. Uh, I don't know if every situation would be for me, so I'm very thankful for right. this opportunity to still be here with Denver um, for this upcoming season and just for the opportunity that they called um, after my trade and buyout last year so I've, I've just been thankful for the whole thing but yeah there was years back I think after year nine I just wasn't healthy I think year seven eight mm. um, and then year like six before that so I had about three injuries within four years and the whole coming back recovery process not necessarily doing everything that you set out to do and feeling like a shell of yourself um, the natural pressures of the game that you put upon yourself expectations um, feeling like I was letting down teammates um, it was a lot. It was a lot to his shoulder and carry, and um, it was tough on me at first, really difficult. But, um, of course, still 
being locked into my circle, talking to the people that um, who've been with me my whole career, people that I care about, people that I trust, and then also talking to a few, um, you know, um, psychologists and things of that sort, just trying to figure out how to maintain um, my peace each and every day, just trying to find my peace and then find my joy in it. Um, year 10, being with the Clippers, being able to get a little healthy, play with a team who was aspiring to do something special was great for myself. And then um, just had a great year. Had a, personally had a great year, but was able to get around um, in a situation to be around a, a group of guys who were all striving for the same thing. Um, I think that makes life <laughs> a lot better is when you're surrounded with people who have similar goals as yourself and right. you know you're aligned, um, moving towards the same thing. So being here is very similar for myself. Um, it was great. I mean, immediately just talking to Pope and um, KCP, of course, and talking to AG when I first got here, I always tell them, it was like, it was fun. They definitely opened my eyes. I always thought this team had a chance to make a deep playoff run, but just hearing the way they talked and the way they expected and how they held each other accountable was very eye-opening. It was fun for me. My very first, it was either the first day or within like the first two days I was with the team. So I knew it was a group of guys that I wanted to be around. And like I said, when they called again this summer, um, it was a no-brainer for myself. I just want to mm -hmm. align myself with guys who have a similar goal and similar mission. Justin, when he was sitting next to you at media day, was saying it's real. That was the word he kept using, it's real. And so I'm just so fascinated by this idea of the NBA experience is not one experience. There's so many different types of experiences a player can have based on where they are. So it sounds like that's kind of what you're getting at, is that there was something you talked to all the guys and you're like, oh, these are the good things about basketball, or we're going to find them here in part of this this team and culture. By far. Um, yeah, same thing in life. There's ups and downs. There's things to look yeah. forward to. There's things that probably going to drain the energy, but you want to have um, more balls in the basket on your good side than on the bad. So, yeah, no, talking to this team, it's like you get older, you realize the things that you probably may not necessarily love about the game, things you're going to have to do, but – you're trying to find more things that um, that you do love and that brings your joy and your energy, um, allows you to be yourself and be fully immersed and be a great teammate. Like, I don't want to be playing the game if I can't bask right. in my teammates' glory and if I can't motivate my teammates and continue to push guys, I don't want to feel like I'm stealing from the game. So this is a team that um, definitely raises my level, keeps my energy up, keeps me on my toes and keeps me happy playing and just trying to figure out ways to continue to be um, my best, but not only for me, but for the team. Are there things that you've noticed about the Nuggets, how they run things, like the culture, anything you've noticed that's very different than other organizations you've been a part of? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the organizations have their good, their ups and downs, but um, it's a very loose group. I think it's a loose group, a determined group, or a hungry group. But um, a lot of times, you know, the organization always goes as your star does. So having Nicola has uh, been amazing. Yeah, honestly, the way he approaches the game, um, we know he calls it work, but <laughs> he puts his hard hat on every day. He gives all his effort, um, his attention to the game to be yeah. the best that he can be at his craft, um, even if it's just a craft for him. And um, he doesn't. That's the one thing I definitely enjoy. Um, and I don't think people understand. I think as Americans, we always feel like if you're not if it's not your greatest passion or if it's not like your hobby, then you're not um, right. dedicated and motivated. But uh, I think he just grew up different. You know, people have different aspects of how things are viewed. And um, I say over here, sometimes what we 
we live to work and over there in Europe, a lot of times they work to live. And I think looking at Nicola and the way he approaches the game, the way that he doesn't cheat um, himself, he doesn't cheat his teammates, he fully is immersed in everything that he does. He gives his all. Um, I don't feel cheated at all. Like I don't feel cheated that it is maybe just the work for him because he comes out here to be the best that he can, um, understanding the responsibility that he has. Um, not to probably just teammates. Um, I'm sure his home country, you know, a lot of his circle, the people that admire him, the people that look up to him, the people that count upon him each and every day. He definitely approaches the game, like I said, um, with the utmost respect. And I think we all follow in the same sense. Um, so when you come in, you make sure you put your hard hat in, hard hat on, and you go about work. Um, you want to get the most out of it. But then the way he does approach it, he's very lighthearted once he's off the court. So. I think it allows guys around him to kind of mm. ease out of it more and just relax once, you know, the day's over, whether it's a good day, whether it's a bad day, whether it's indifferent in practice. Um, I think when you're around a player like that, it, you, can, you can't do anything but kind of ease up on yourself, ease up on the game and still approach it to get better, but um, it's a little more relaxing. Isn't it something that, I don't know how much you think about other players or this or that, but did you have an, an idea of what he was like before you came over here? And was it very different than what you have now? Yeah, very much different. I had no idea of him. I just knew he was a really good player, of course. Um, competed against him. Denver's not necessarily on TV all the time, so I didn't realize how good he was, truly. Um, I mean, I got to see up close and personal glimpse um, during the pandemic when they came back right. in the 3-1 series when I was with the Clippers. but. Um, I remember telling somebody, it took me to about game six to even notice him then. Like, I I was like, somebody's killing us, but I can't figure it out. So <laughs> then it was like, that's probably like, you know, eye opening for everybody. So, and then with the next year, I think it was the MVP year. But, yeah. but I can kind of see him coming on along then, like how damn good he was and um, how special he was, um, how talented he was. But once I got here, like being in the first few games, joking with Colin Gillespie, I'm looking over, I'm like, and Jack White, especially the young guys kind of sitting by me at the end of the bench, I'm like, yo, y'all looking up? I'm like, dude, almost has a triple-double in the first, like, eight <laughs> minutes. And they're like, nobody else looks, yeah, they're like, <laughs> like yeah. they're excited. Everybody's like, wait, why? Yeah, it's it was like, more so for me. He Everybody's does like, this why every single night. Right? Yeah, I'm looking confused. Everybody's like, why are you so excited? I'm like, why am I excited? Like, do you guys not you know this isn't, like, normal? And they're like, yeah. no, this is just every day around Nicola. So. I still laugh, though. They say, like, they're numb to it. I've watched every game. I still get, I still giggle. You I, know what I mean? I can't believe it. Being a fan of the game as long as I have, and like studying as much as probably I have, loving it. I'm like, guys, there's, there's few things like, I know it looks easy, but there's things that, right. while you have them, enjoy them. Like while Kobe was in the league, and sometimes right. guys didn't make, got his flowers, but maybe could have got like more. It was like guys don't, when you see greatness, like don't get numb to it, right? Because when it's gone, it's gone. And it's going to take a while to come back. And I'm like, it. I hope the world does not get numb to his greatness. And we have other players in the league, of course, the same way. But it's like, guys, when there's special people around, you should enjoy it. You should embrace it. You should give them their flowers. There's no reason to knock it. Like, take it in and embrace it each and every time that you get to see it because, um, yeah, it is special. Something that's always so um, like breathtaking about his game is in the biggest moments when there's the most pressure, like when there's the most on the line, 
you would never know it when you're watching him. Like, it seems like he's able to approach every single game. Like, that's just what it is. It's just another game, whether it's game 50 of the season or game seven or game five of the NBA finals. Like, how rare is that from from guys you've seen? His just ability to to brush off all like the pressure and the circumstances and just kind of treat it as a game. Yeah, no, he's one of the few I've been around that could do it. Like uh, only the great ones I play with, and even among some of the great ones I play with, like it's it's a skill, it's a trait to to almost say effort to not like right. care. It's because it's double, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, you know they care because all the work they put in up to the point to give them a chance to be in the moment, give them a chance to flourish in the moment. But um, I remember a quote from when I went to Detroit and it stayed with me, and I think Nicola probably, he, whether I'm right or wrong, like, he might flourish because of it. Um, it says you don't rise to the occasion, but you sink to the level of your training. Mm. And the way that he trains the way that he works, um, he's already a fun guy. He's already relaxed. He probably doesn't – he knows those who love him love him regardless mm-hmm. of uh, what happens on that court. So I'm sure that's a little re- – that's a big reassurance for him. But um, that was probably the most impressive thing when I got around Nicola and getting to this team was seeing him work. And especially at the end of the season, I remember we had like a calf strain. So he missed a few games, probably like three games. Right. And it was cool to see the work even within those games. like how he rehabbed, how he was ready, how attentive he was being out there for the team. Um, and whether it was him, some people are gonna be more vocal, they're gonna tell you what they need from you at the moment on the court, even though they're not playing, but you can see it in his eyes, like whether we're making mistakes or they're playing well, he's assessing the team to see how we can be effective when he is in control of it, because it is his team. So when we're out there, how can we be effective? And that was a cool part. For me, like I said, I'm sitting at the end of the bench and I'm watching him to see, because he's kind of almost my, he's going to be my gauge and it's going to trickle down for him to be like, and for me going to your, I was on year 12, I'm like, I need to measure everybody and like I could read you guys' body language that tells me if we have a real chance or not. Right. And how engaged yeah. he was, he didn't take a break off, like Man. he was still locked in, it wasn't just rest days for him. Um, and then when he was getting, gearing back up to get healthy, um, watching his work ethic, like the game ended, I think we won and people didn't realize from the same outfit that he wore in the game, like Nicola was immediately dressed and I seen him go lifting. And then I seen him on the court, one best touch probably in the league. And like a lot of people think it's naturally gifted. And of course you have to have some aspect of it starting like that, but then you have to be maniacal on your um, mindset in terms of your work ethic to then perfect it. So that was the real cool thing was to watch him. And I'm like, yo, you don't have to play. You get people right now think you're like the favorite still for the MVP, like, but you're not resting on your laurels. You have something he kept pushing and pushing and he's striving to be great. And even just seeing him come back in camp, I'm like, he's, it's great to see when you're around greatness. They're great because I don't know what they're, if they're chasing something or if they're running from a ghost, but they never settle. And that's something being around him, like I've, I'm like, he's a special one. He's, he never seems like he's um, he's gonna settle and rest on his laurels, and he never seems content. Like he's always striving to be better. I, I mean, I just love your admiration, even for it. You know, mm-hmm. like witnessing it, and you can just sense your admiration. Guys, if you want a great way to watch live sports, check out Fubo TV. Go to fubotv.com/dnvr when you 
go to that link, you can get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. With Fubo, you get 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. You can watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price, and you can start watching immediately. Go to that link, fubotv.com slash DNVR, fill it out, some quick information, boom. You can start watching immediately, no contracts, no cable, none of that stuff. All sports on Fubo. You can watch your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Also, right now is a great time to become a DNVR diehard member. Go to TheDNVR.com. Click on Become a Member right there at the top. That's the best way to do it. There's so many perks to becoming a DNVR member right now. First of all, you get access to content behind the paywall on thednvr.com from me and a lot of our other writers here at DNVR. You get discounts at the bar. You get discounts on our merch. You get a free t-shirt when you sign up designed by D-Line. And then you get a free t-shirt every year as well. You get discounts on the events that we do, whether that's a takeover. Those are going to start coming up soon for Nuggets takeovers, uh, tailgates, so many more events as well. Go to thednbr.com to sign up to be a diehard. Just seven bucks a month. It's not that much, and it pays off in a great way. I got to go back, though, because when you join the team, the last we're fans, we're nervous fans, the last four weeks of the season, it just looked like everything collapsed. Are you watching that, and are you like, it's fine? Or are you watching that kind of going, hmm, I don't know. Are we, are we ready for this? Uh... A little, like I said, twofold. So probably being older and I've been on teams, like yeah. I've been in the moment, you lose the reins a little bit, so you definitely understand it. You guys have probably have a little fatigue. You're right. number one in the West. Um, so many games ahead. Like, it's hard. So part of me is looking at I'm like, okay, I understand that. And then part of me also being at the time at 33 and I'm looking at the younger guys, I'm like, are you guys old enough that you're <laughs> letting the reins go because Ooh. you're getting ready for the playoffs? Or these just bad habits for young guys. So I was a little nervous, but I was more so talking myself. I remember talking to DJ at times, like DJ's frustrated. I'm a little frustrated, but it's like he might be mad one day. Like I'll find myself trying to be the positive talk. I might mm. be mad one day. He's trying to find himself to be the positive talk. So it was like, you know, it was a lot of times trying to be who had the best perspective. And we were right. like, all right, we know they're young, but they're not young in years. That's the yeah. hard part is like, what, even like Jamal might be in what, 26, but he's on yeah. year like, Eight, I think. Yeah, eight or nine. You're like, guys, that's yeah. a lot. At your craft, you've done a lot of time. So you're, yeah. vet, you're definitely a vet at your craft, but your age kind of makes right. the guys who are vets above you. Like, I remember looking at Jeff, Ish, especially, and DJ, and we're like, we're looking a little nervous. Like, yo, <laughs> do these young guys understand the like, opportunity that we us. have? The, so. the good thing was it took about five minutes into game one against Minnesota for everybody to know that, oh. that uh, every, <laughs> everything was good. It was our like bets. a master class or <laughs> a half series. Like, yeah. Our bets, that's how we felt. We went through, we walked through, and we're like, as we're getting ready to play, I was like, oh, man, we feel like, I think they are locked in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the game one, we, I'm looking at DJ because he always sits at, the, sits at the front of the bench. I sit the end, like looking back at him. Yeah. We kind of look at each other, really? like, twinkle eyes, like, "Hey, I, I think they were just kind of <laughs> they let the reins go during the play uh, during the regular end of the season, but they're locked back in. That's so incredible, good. man. Did you have a favorite game of the playoffs? Maybe even a favorite series, game, favorite game, or just favorite moment? Man, honestly, I. I enjoyed the whole thing. I enjoyed watching. Me too. 
Just yeah, like, me too. I enjoyed walking with a whole young crew. That's the yeah. best part was I remember making West Conference finals push, what, two or three seasons ago with the Clippers. Yeah. And that was really fun too, but we were older. So it's like right. looking at guys, I'm like, I know what I can count on you. This is right. my mind. So it's more like, all right, is our health? Are we going to be able to wake up and feel good each and every day? Like, what's the continuity? But you really can rely upon. You feel like you know what a guy's going to give you because everybody's been doing it 10-plus years. So if you're a playoff player, like, I've seen you many times in playoffs. I know what you're going to do. So it's like, let's just put it together. And just can we get to the point, especially the same probably narrative for the team, like, can we get to the point of having our health right. here? It was more, like I said, it was like a focus thing. I'm wondering. I was impressed with our maturity on the court and – watching guys y'all probably seen the same thing as like y'all have seen guys mature since they've been here but yeah. Yeah. watch guys mature as it's happening in the playoffs oh in real time in yeah. real that was what was amazing especially guys who've been like they've missed the playoffs years past because they've been injured and i'm like yeah how have you gotten the experience and what are you doing to get that time and that experience that you missed on the court how are you getting it back so watching like i said having a bad game coming back <laughs> even any of the young guys like coming back being focused on defense more so than the right. offense being focused on like taking care of the ball and really locking in i've seen a lot of guys upset at themselves for having bad games but having being upset that they felt like they're letting teammates down opposed to being just mad because mm -hmm. they feel like they have a standard for themselves to play and that was very impressive um you gotta know to you have something special when that's why those guys are pissed by far yeah and especially at that age i'm like mm. i've been part of young guys young teams and it's always hard like you want to be there for the team of course but like being young sometimes you're still trying to make a name for yourself it's a lot so um things probably become easier when you're older you have a little less probably to prove or either you're already the guy like you are who you are so yeah. you're doing it all the time or you're doing you're like the star all the time or you're a great role player all the time but you have been here long enough because you've done it long enough for a young guy, I'm like, you're trying to make your mark. Right. And you could try to make your mark as the guy. You could try to make your mark as the role guy. But, like, I felt everybody here was just trying to make their mark as winners. And they're taking that. their talent and just, like, how do we implement it to the team to make this special run? And that was the fun part just to watch. Like, I've seen Mike especially love MPJ, his frustration having shooting nights. And he won. he's like, yeah, I got to be better shooting. And he's not telling anybody to the team. Like, me and him talked a few times on the one. He's like, Rich, I got to be better. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you're not bringing that energy to the team. And I don't even think it's negative energy, but, like, what can it do to the team? He didn't sulk. He was right. a vet about it. Like, he was real mature about it. Then he picked it up defensively. And it was funny. Like, more stops he got, then he started playing better on offense. And I was mm -hmm. like, that is a vet. Like, you right. at a young age, you were making vet decisions. And your view and perspective of the game is – really helping us so it was special to watch how he approached it i mean ag had what like 18 in the first half for us against miami and then watching yeah, was how that game one yeah yeah then, but god if you oh, could be in the, inside this yeah. dunks too but if you watch it his locker room like it was great because then i think locker room uh him being in the locker room with us and then i actually went by his place even before game two and he's like rich i just can't wait to lock up i'm like Oh, guys, there's no one's going to beat us because <laughs> this man just had 20 and all he could talk man, about that's is awesome. he can't wait to lock into what his solidified role is for us. He's like, yeah, yeah that was icing on the cake. But yeah. like, for us to win, I got to do this. And I'm like, everybody kind of knew what they had to do. So it made the run that much more fun, that much special and um, something I'll never forget. But you know what's so cool to me about that is Aaron Gordon is beloved in Denver and KCP is beloved in Denver. And, you know, the – 
there's something about there's some teams that'll win a title and it's one guy. And of oh. course, Yoke gets all the you know he gets all the attention. Jamal gets all the attention, but. It feels like everybody buys into the role, but then everybody sees that. There's just like a way fans sense that and then celebrate them bringing right. that role to them. And I think that's part of the energy of this team that's so unique and so fascinating. Yeah. No, you don't win without having all aspects down. You got to have a great front office. You have to have a great coaching staff. Um, you have to have the talent within the players. And then you have to have a fan base that truly rides with you and believes and has an understanding of what's going on. Um, the makeup of the game, the makeup of what your organization's doing, and um, everybody has to, I think, have a um, unified belief and a unified like vision of how you get it done. But that was one of the beautiful things I know being from Colorado and then being able to watch this team um, outside looking in. Of course, same way I felt. I'm like, Yoke gets all the love. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, how's that going to be perceived by everybody? How's it going to go? Um, even as great as Jamal is, like sometimes overshadowed just. That guy is that right. big of a star. Right. Like he dwarfs people sometimes and it may not be right, but the way that people don't soak about it, that was the beauty of like getting here and I'm like, they might have a good game and I go look on TV and it's still all about Yoke. Right. You know, right. like guys are like, they come in the next day and they're like, man, Yoke, you're killing or something. I'm like, right. Oh, you're, you're, you're not hating on them. They're like, no. Like you get the love and the fans the way they're embracing each player. Like I said, like Jamal hits a big three, telling the fans, come on. When AG was dunking on people, like, yeah. Everybody barking, the fans all hype from Pope. I'm yeah. like, and being with Pope early, I'm like in Detroit to see how he got love. I'm so happy to see the way he's getting embraced here with Denver. Right. But everybody's really embraced for their role. Whether it's even DJ getting in for like a few minutes, I'm right. like, yeah. And it was cool. Yeah, Jeff being Jeff, like a lot. Of, it was great for me to. I've, course, it was a I special to, team, man. It, it was, was a special the Duncan group. Uncle? Yeah, the Duncan Uncle, but like going to. <laughs> Because I went to OKC, what, two years after him? Like, or probably yeah. the year right after he left. So, always kind of been in the shadow. He's always been somebody I've admired, watched him. I loved the way That's he carried cool. himself. Um, just his game. So, even him being embraced, like, a lot of people only embrace necessarily if you score. And I'm like, they're embracing him for being a veteran leader on that second unit, for yeah. um, taking charges, for getting blocks, for being vocal. And I'm like, yo, we have a chance because this whole state is bought in. Like, Bruce is going to be a legend forever what? in Denver, and he was only here Cowboy. one year. Cowboy yeah. Bruce forever, man. So even Cowboy my friends, Bruce. I'm like, I grew up with them. Like, it's Cowboy Bruce. He's going to be, <laughs> that's my man. He's always good in Colorado. He knows it. But, yeah, yeah, like that team was embraced in every aspect, in every way, and you could feel it. It didn't feel like it was just us going to play. It really felt like it was – the entire state every time we put on the jersey that um, that's awesome we're suiting up and we know you know we got like 20 plus thousand that we're going to go in this game and we're hooping but one of the things i love about this team is all these things you're saying just resonate but you know yoke and michael malone i think set the culture you know yoke early on michael malone as a coach different personalities but the two of them as this thing has gone on like you're part of the culture like seeing you talk at media day and you and justin and talking about the teamness and everything about it i'm like Man, it just spreads to every corner, it seems right now. Um, let me ask you, though, because you we don't know anything about these rookies. You know, those are the guys mm-hmm. that just kind of came over, but you've been working out with them. What's your – give me your impression of them and maybe even just kind of a quick scouting report on the three guys. Man, I believe our front office is amazing. Yeah? Front office has – they definitely have vision. Um, and I think we got a lot of, a lot of plug holes that we probably – we're going to miss, of course, with guys being out. Um, we got to play differently. <laughs> we're not – the same players, of course, but we got to do it collectively. So we're not necessarily going to play different, but we got to find a way to collectively get it still done. 
and find a way, like I said, to alleviate that first unit. But um, no, you, you're right. Like the culture has been amazing. It's trickled down, of course, started with Mike Malone, started with Yoke, Jamal, and just the empowerment that they give to each and every guy around them um, to just be themselves. I think they brought in the right type of players. And then especially the young guys like Hunter Tyson shoots the hell out of the ball. Really? Michael Malone called yeah. him Larry Bird today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to us. Man, that I don't kid. know if he said that to you guys, but he said it to us. <laughs> yeah, nah, him, I love him. I love his confidence. I mean, shooting stroke is smooth, but between him and Julian, I haven't seen probably two rookies in a while that are that confident shooting mm. the ball. I mean, almost tunnel vision in terms yeah. of it, but it's an NBA skill set, and they both have a chance to be here for quite a while with the way that they shoot it. Um, their knowledge of playing basketball on offense, and of course, things move a lot faster when you get to the league. Um, the pace changes a little bit, and so you got to learn the intricacies of the game, um, how to, especially defensively and those things, but like offensively, their compete level, especially Hunter, like the way he competes, I've been very impressed from him. Um, Julian, man, his shot making ability is yeah, is special. Like it's special, especially for a twenty one year old. His confidence, um, it's been amazing. And then being around Jalen Pickett, like it's been real fun. Jalen is very poised, um, especially for his age. Um, plays at his own pace. It's hard to really speed him up, rattle him. He's very competitive, strong bodied. Um, yeah, I think we got three really really good players really great prospects um i can't wait to see how their their careers unfold but the way that they've been playing um throughout the whole summer and then especially even early in this training camp like those three have been playing really well their group has been playing well in the third group they've been winning games so it's yeah. been fun to really like to watch like i said their maturation process already from just the summer to just now, like not only just because they're playing well on the court, they're having success on the court because um, in the live drills, because of the way that they approach workouts. I've mm. already getting within like two months, I've seen their work ethic, their habits change. I don't know if they know them. That's the fun thing. Like when you're a young That's guy, cool. you just, yeah. when you're a young guy, you're just trying to do probably what's told of you. You're trying to yeah. impress like the coaches and be better and better. But I'm like, guys, you're already making strides That's awesome. because of the way they work. So like I'd work out a couple weeks, I might take a week off, come back in. And like, you guys look different. You're looking slightly different, but mm. even with the way they approach camp, I'm like, okay. It, I wish if they kept themselves like a video documentary of how they worked probably three <laughs> months ago. I was like, guys, you wouldn't probably recognize yourselves and I can't wait to see how you are even after a full season. Well, Reggie, you're a great story. We're really excited to have you here. I thought this last year was awesome, and, and I'm excited for this one. And like I said, after the media day, I was I was even more hyped coming <laughs> out of it. So thank you so much for taking this time and, and, and talking with us. No, I appreciate yeah, it having me. I'm yeah. so excited to be home. Now, everybody else, thank you guys for tuning in. Hit that like button for us on the way out. You know, we'll see you tomorrow. Last day of training camp tomorrow. We'll see you there.